Okay. Wait, what was it called? Ephemeral? Ephemera. Ephemera. Like I said, trash. Things that are transient, things that are not meant to last. Oh, like ephemeral. Like ephemeral. Yeah. Okay. Things that are not meant to last. Huh. Okay, but in some, comics, you have a thing called an Ashcan. Ashcan. An yes. Ashcan is a smaller mini-comic that's meant to preview the upcoming comic, uh, meant to be thrown away, literally the term Ashcan. Right. Uh, but they're collectible now. Well, hold on. Think about the junk mail that came talking about an Politics? upcoming... No, 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 uh, for comics. Well, what about your your Yeah, that wouldn't advertising. make it, not today. But but they used to put advertising on covers and send yeah. them out and that was the junk mail of the day but it would yeah. be pictorial in nature it would advertise your business maybe whatever your product Posters was that you put in the store and they would cold send them to people and that's yeah, a fa- yeah i saw a documentary um where somebody was finding old picture well, or posters from movies mm-hmm. and they're surprisingly rare oh yeah uh, they glue them over each other they have to use these methods to pull them apart and they're hyper valuable I mean, millions of dollars for a single poster because it's maybe the only one they have in existence left. Return. So cool. Okay, Return of the Jedi or Return for the Jedi? Which one was it? What? Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I well, wasn't it supposed to be like Revenge of the Jedi originally? That's it. It was Revenge of the Jedi. The original, the original, the title original of the name movie. was Revenge of the Jedi, and they ter- <clears throat> re- uh, renamed it to Return of the Jedi. Ah. And they have, people have the Revenge of the Jedi movie posters, and they sell for thousands and thousands of dollars. I have an original Tron, uh, the I, original release from a sorry theater to in hear Canada. That. I actually have an Empire have Strikes Back. It's, it's worth good money. It's yeah. on my I wall. actually have an Empire Strikes Back poster, and then the little banner in the corner advertising Revenge of the Jedi. Nice. Ah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And that's called Ephemera as well? Yes. Well, so, poster uh, collecting uh, is actually called something else. Ephemera... For, see, for poster collecting, it's the poster. Well, stamps for actually fall into the ephemera collecting, category. For oh, stamp really? collecting, it's an ephemera to the stamp collecting community. So ephemera are things that are not stamps that people who collect stamps collect. Well, e- ephemera could be anything from a calendar to a, an Ashcan comic to a newspaper. To, to a ticket for a free ice cream. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's great. I Absolutely. love that. that. That actually is cooler than the, collect- that. the stamp itself to me, <laughs> having that little coupon. Those are, those Everybody are all listening, you'll hear a story about that in about 12 minutes. I'm still ticked off that we can't slab that. It's, I'm totally ticked off. Now, is ephemera strictly limited to printed items? No. No. Not at all. I think it's kind of living items wouldn't be correct, so... Because right, I'm, I'm well, yeah, because physical be, item it'd would be hard be to collect uh, like celery stalks. Yeah, because they oh, would I just disappear he, over I time. I thought he meant like well, people, those are small organic. animals. You know, you have to feed them, change the litter. That's a pain. Well, you know, I collect chicken stuff. Like three quarters of my collection is ephemera. Yeah, that explains a right. lot. Yeah. Like if you if if part of your collection you had like an original box that was used to mail chicks. Right. You know, would that be ephemera or would that be a relic? That's postal history. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, uh, and, I, actually, or and I actually do have one. Oh, do you? Yes. <laughs> well, that's like the Ow. very the very beginnings of this podcast is why the picture in Cash's office exists of the Viking chicken. <laughs> yep. Have you not seen that in his office? No, I haven't. I, I try to avoid his office. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time you're down, you're no. The whole start it. of this was like you know, Cash was into Vikings, and then he was into chickens, and then he spent like the first podcast. 
incredibly mispronouncing the word gicle. Yes. So you like powerful chickens? So, There's a comic so, I need to get you. Oh, so okay. I told him one of these days, I'm going to find you a Viking chicken gicle. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> there was a spinoff, I think, on Chew. that uh, had some warrior chicken. I think it was Chew. I have the whole run. I'll bring in one for you. Uh, it's a badass chicken. I forget the name of the comic. But super chicken? No, he's like a samurai chicken or something. It's pretty badass. Hold on here because... Funny you should mention Chicken, something. I, I can't remember. I will remember it before the end of the podcast. Look at a gift for you. Oh, I'm bending a comic. Oh, you guys need to <laughs> bag and board comics properly. What is this? Stamps? Com- what is this? It's a comic. Thrilling Adventures in Stamps. Comics. A comic book about stamp collecting. Oh, my love and God. <laughs> that does not define you want me to, the word You want me to get nerd. the CGC'd for you? Yeah, yeah. Can you have the original artist uh, sign it there? Um, <laughs> I'm sure he was beaten to death a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's going to grade really poorly, but you want me to get it graded for you just for fun? No, it's for you. It's for you. It's yours. Well, no, no, no. You own this now. God damn it. You Do guys whatever need you to, want. No, you need to slab and put things on the wall in here. You need to have the, this, these walls with like crazy memorabilia, like of the little adventures we go on, I'll like the one today. Do you want to uh, go ahead, slab, and grade your comic book and then put it on the wall? Um, you, my, I have a comic book? Yeah, right there in your hand. Oh, oh this one. Yes, I sure do. It's going to grade very poorly. <laughs> um, I think you damaged it as you were handing it to me. <laughs> if it can get more damage. And I just bumped it again, and it's more damaged. <laughs> oh, I love the bleed of the... It looks like it was submerged in water at one time. Or oil. That, might, a, be, that might be mold. It's stamp collecting. That is, no, this is going to come well, back like well, really back, low, but I'm going to get... I'm grading that for you. We'll, we'll we'll it's going to get like a neck. That's going to get a grade like a negative five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're going to they're gonna pay me to grade it. It's from 1956. <laughs> oh, no. This is right. No, we're getting this slab to put it on the wall, and, and the number's going to be so low that we'll emphasize, it got a 1.2. <laughs> at, at those levels, they don't even go points. It's so bad. Oh, that's great. The kid who brought that comic to school was horribly bullied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is cool. Where the hell did you find this? I, what a sick I've crossover. Been... <laughs> And in the 50s, right? Yeah. They're like, okay, so uh, we got some superheroes. Hey, stamps! Let's, <laughs> let's throw that in there. The kids will love this. I got one more thing. What you got? Oh, and we this. damaged it handing to me again. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? The Batman stamps from the press sheet, signed by Ralph Garman and Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Oh, and the nice crinkle in the corner. I love that. <laughs> it, it, I think that was shipping. Yeah, it was shipping. Oh, that is neat. And Ralph Garman, for the people who don't know, was uh, one of the major stars in uh, Shark... uh, Hold on. Sharknado? Sharknado? No, no, not Sharknado. Uh, 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 Is it a B-movie? Because I can start naming the Shark B-movies. I'm kind of an aficionado of those. God, Did you just say aficionado? Yes. (laughs) Aficionado. You got that. No one else did. Sharktopus. Oh, I love Shark that. Okay, so they Shark have like a Thai supermodel in that. They have a bikini model. I love that movie. Shark, he really it's is a fishyot. But the the girl, the, you're gonna have to bleep the girls right in for it, that. There's, there's literally like three girls that are top ten bikini yep. models in it. Yeah, no. Literally Ralph throw Gar- another shark movie at me. I got Ralph you. Garman was the guy in the boat with the ah, supermodel. Was he the reporter? No, uh, he was the well. 
was he reporter? I, I can't remember. I've seen so many that kind of blur yeah. after a while. But, uh, you know, Shark can add something to it, and I'll watch it. And then uh, he was in Yoga Hosers. He was the, <laughs> yeah, he was tried the Nazi to watch scientist. That. I tried to watch Yoga Hosers. Everyone said it was good. But uh, first they of all, didn't have a you. shark. But uh, I tried, you know. Yeah. Two girls in a, what, in a... Oh, it's a 15-year-old girl movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you and I watched a mini movie? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad movies together? Yeah, That's awesome. I guess so. I used to, in high school, I would literally rent... Movies and then buffer movies because my my choices were so poor that I'm like okay I'll, I'll find five bad movies one of them one of the buffer movies may be worth watching and so we'd go through all the movies yeah no I just love okay that crap. Did, did you watch Birdemic no but it sounds good oh it is so bad it's good Ralph Gar- Ralph Garman was Captain Jack Captain Jack okay. in Shark to Post okay okay yeah I know and uh, then I of thought course he was the reporter but no he was yeah. he was with the bikini chick right yeah. And then, of course, Kevin Smith was Silent Bob, and he's the director of everything, and has a podcast called yeah. Batman on or Fat Man on Batman. Yeah, recently uh, had a near heart attack, I believe, and I hope he's doing well. It, not recently, maybe a few months yeah, ago. Yeah, he, he actually had he actually had the Widowmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and thank God he didn't uh, he was didn't make a widow. He was in yeah. a situation where they were able to get to him quickly, and everything was. All, yeah, hopefully he, he's doing great. He had he was uh, between two shows. shows. He was between shows. He was doing two shows. He did the first show, said I don't feel so good, and was in the hospital during the second show. Thank God, right? It, mm. yeah. it doesn't happen to you were hiking or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a neat guy. I'm glad. I'm glad he's still around to create. So, Kevin Smith. Uh, you know, I could pay 25 bucks a piece to get these authenticated, but I don't think it's worth it. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, you could get them authenticated for free at, here. <laughs> well, I'll try to press this because um, I have a comic go, presser. And those go to now. That well, that one. That one's head. his. You're not getting that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you I, want? You don't want me to press it for you? Nah, I can. It's great. I can. Cre- yeah, here, damage it. I'll hand it to you. Just pull the corner a little hard there. Well, I have a... It does say cash on it, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. high cash. And uh, it goes with my Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> so you're just going to um, keep it in an envelope and continue with damaging it every time you show it to somebody? That's really cool. <laughs> yep. You need, to, yep. You, need to, you need to frame it and hang it on. Okay. Oh, okay, stop it. Put it away. <laughs> take it, take it, do no, whatever no, you do no, with no. it. Put it down, put it down. I'll bring in something that you can preserve that a little bit better. And how's that? Next okay. time I'm here. Okay. Um, uh, something with a clear black. It's called a frame. <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of like a pseudo uh, grading slab. Uh, I'll bring you in one. It's nice. Just put it in. That, okay? that's, Don't touch that, it that and the Neil deGrasse Tyson Pluto thing are the things we need to have framed and hanging yeah, in here. Yeah. And um, I, I can press that for you, too, if you'd like. Okay. Does it have adhesive all over it or only where the stamps are? It sells sticks, so it's like all a sticker. So the whole thing. Uh, the whole back would peel yeah, I can I can practice doing something like it, a press, a non-heat press, a cold press. Well, Don got one, too, so you can practice on hers. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that way, if you ruin one, he still has <laughs> his. Right. Yeah. Uh, those Sorry press, you're not on the podcast today, Don. presses are <laughs> are expensive, and every time I, I get to use it, I, I want to. I don't think I'll press this this comic you gave me because it might turn to dust. <laughs> so, but that's so, like this a, is rad. That comic's like a vampire CGC's in the sun. Gonna, when I send this to CGC, they'll walk around and show it to people. Hey, it was jackass. Who <laughs> <laughs> sent this in? Hey, wait. You know, because I send about 25 items a week to yeah. CGC, so I'll send this one by itself. <laughs> There's nothing else. Just, here you go. <laughs> you know, pay the crazy shipping rates and everything. So this costs 60 70 bucks, or oh. uh, maybe 45 50 whatever was my rate. 
And, uh, you know, I'll get it back. We'll put it on the wall here. And then I'll even put the price tag <laughs> for a grade two. That's <laughs> so rad. Finest one known. <laughs> Only one known. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Finest one graded. <laughs> no, literally, population report, this could be the only one graded. Ooh. It'll be the and top we'll go check that. Yeah. So I'm like, I got the best in the world, bitch. <laughs> That is great. <laughs> That'll instantly make it worth $2. <laughs> but yes, please, uh, these walls need to be littered with fun stuff like this. Okay, we will litter the walls. Are we ready to get started? Festoon, that's a better word. We'll festoon we'll the walls. We'll festoon the walls. Yeah, I'm good. We're recording? Yes. Yes. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> that's about the fourth thing we've had to cut out for Greg. <laughs> All right, sorry. Cash is going to have to be on the bleep button on this. Raised by truckers. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Look at them, madame. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rufus, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Oh, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yeah, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan, I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan. I got a plenty from Poland, but none from Sudan or from Fiji or Uzbekistan. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. Live from Space Station X-12, where the government hides their orbital mind control lasers, this is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 178. <laughs> I'm Cash, and uh, my opener was actually giving you the uh, comic book, so I pass. <laughs> this is Scott. What if there were no hypothetical questions? Uh, it's not a pun. <laughs> And this is Mark, and in the spirit of philatelic firsts, I am proposing to the USPS a new series of stamp issues showing full frontal nudity with a scratch and sniff feature. Is that bleeped? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is Greg, and I am absolutely uh, enlisting in Space Force. Oh, <laughs> I'm there. And this is Tom, and I'm going to let George Norrie tell a joke for me. Well, you know, $50 is $50. As a matter of fact, there was an elderly couple. They're in their late 80s. And every year they would go to a state fair. Every year. And every year this 85-year-old guy wanted to fly in a helicopter. And every year his wife, Esther, would say, Morris, $50 is $50. So every year... He couldn't ride in the helicopter. Finally, about a year ago, he said, Esther, I'm 87 years old. I've got one shot to fly in the helicopter before I die. Come on. And she said, nope, $50 is $50. Well, for years, the helicopter pilot 
hadn't heard them argue with me for years. And he said, okay, you two, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll let you fly in the helicopter for free if you promise to keep your mouth shut during the ride. But if you talk, if you say one word, I'm charging you $50. Deal? And the two of them looked at each other and they went, deal. In the chopper they went, and the pilot is flying all over the place. He's doing zooms and dips and everything. Not a word. He's all over the place. He can't believe it. He lands. He looks over his shoulder and he goes, Morris, I can't believe it. I'm impressed. I did everything to get a sound out of you. And you wouldn't do it. And he said, well, I almost slipped. When Esther fell out, but fifty dollars. <laughs> so George Norrie was in Las Vegas at the Silverton Casino. I was there. You were. That's true. So put on your tinfoil hats and watch out for the gnomish bankers. Don't yeah. believe the people telling you the Earth is round because Elvis and Princess Die were in Vegas with George to set y'all straight. And in celebration of this, we explore the Illuminati. I have just been informed there is no Illuminati, that Princess Di and Elvis are both dead, and there is no need to wear a tinfoil hat. But we're still going to explore the strange world of strange stamps. So, what strange stamps have you all seen? Well, we just saw one this afternoon. Yeah, it was a scratch and sniff. Yep, it, it, we're recording this on June 20th, so this that is was the, the day first of issue. day. Yeah, first day of the scratch and sniff ice creams. And the post office gave us free popsicle just for buying stamps. Yeah, if you bought one of the booklet panes, then uh, they gave you a little ticket and you could go outside and get an ice cream at an ice cream truck. And Well, it wasn't really ice cream. Yeah, you're right. It was... Uh, like it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't really an ice cream truck either. It was right. a yeah. well-disguised uh, <laughs> postal truck. Postal truck with, I think, a cooler and some ice in it. Yeah, <laughs> they gave like Otter Pops. They were Otter Pops. Yeah, so, yeah, so, but you know, in, in no, the, an Otter in the Pop would out, be a step up. These were just popsicles. <laughs> well, you know, it's over a hundred degrees outside, so we really shouldn't complain that they were also half melted. Yeah, why, <laughs> why do we live here? <laughs> Is it uh, too much to say that they popped my cherry today? I went to the post office, bought a stamp on day of issue. Is that correct, the way I say it? And even got a super special little coupon that I'm keeping and putting in the slab. Well, not slab. I guess I can't slab these. I'll put it in an envelope. You can slab the coupon, probably. <laughs> maybe. maybe. No, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> slab the coupon without the stamp. But that is, I, I just learned something crazy. What Scott was telling me to actually take each individual one off. You want to get as much of the perforated sides, so you would need to buy several of these books to remove one of each. Mm -hmm. My God, they did you guys no favors with these type of stamps and stamp collecting. Well, I hold one in my hand here. I'll hold it up to the microphone for everybody. Everybody, we'll put it on, everybody put it on the podcast. Yeah. Why don't you let the audience everybody, everybody have a sniff. sniff it? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm Can you smell the ice cream? No, you in don't the room? need to scratch it. Just put it in your nose and sniff. They actually smell pretty good. That one smells like raspberry. Oh God, he's going to do each and every one, isn't he? <laughs> no, they all, they all smell like raspberry. Well, <laughs> they're all the same smell. Oh, are they? Oh, no, 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 no. The the top row is raspberry and the bottom row is lemon, I'd say. <laughs> hmm. 
Sort of like a lemon raspberry, though. And your mother smells of elderberries. <laughs> so is this a thing? People would go out to the post office on day of issue uh, to get these. Oh, yeah. You'd want them canceled, too, right? I never would have done it, but, you know, free ice cream and <laughs> being trapped in a car with a bunch of stamp collectors, I had no choice. <laughs> but Just it, like Greg. But is it something about getting them canceled as well? Is that a thing to get the... For, you guys were telling me in the past there was like a... A little thing there. First day of issue cancels. Yeah, and then like some kind of like card that they were on or something. Well, no, in coin collecting, you have first strike, which is the the earliest ones. In stamp collecting, they have that in war too. Yeah, if you put this in, (laughs) if (laughs) if you put these onto an envelope, you could get a first day cancel. Ah, right. Okay, that's what I was trying to spit out. You said you said you said war. I was thinking baseball. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay. I mean, the smell on them is not very strong, that's for sure. Well, well you, you, well, you haven't them. scratched them yet. But don't it'll damage them. Hold on. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to scratch Oh, my I'm scratching. God. He is scratching the stamp I'm as, scratching I, it. as I view. You just take a knife to it, why don't you? Definitely raspberry on the top. I swear to God. But the bottom smelled different. You know, I was going to well, bring in you guys a Rick and Morty co- comic, but I think you guys would all actually start reading them. <laughs> <laughs> With sticky hands from ice cream. Popsicles. They just... They all smell the same. There's no like. There's no variety. He bought. He bought multiple, so he can go ahead and ruin this one. So <laughs> just use the next one. Hey, s- scratch the other set. See if they smell different. Just <laughs> get them, keep scratching them all. <laughs> no, don't. I was kidding. <laughs> well, I'm going to use them for postage. Oh, all so right. like I one, said, he bought several. But aren't we going to put them on the wall and have a good memory? I've got two more here. These two here will not be touched. Good. Hey, I bought three of them, so. See here and scratch, 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 scratch. How many ne- viewers did they we smell just lose? Like, yeah, they smell <laughs> like raspberry. They all smell the same. Hmm. Huh. Next thing you know, we're going to have a cocaine stamp, and it's going to be scratch and snort. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring in the uh, Harlequin scratch and sniff that I was telling you guys about. Oh, uh, yes, I yes, have yes. A, I have a bunch. I'll bring one in for you guys. I'm not sure I want to scratch and sniff Harlequin. <laughs> I yeah, would. She's uh, I would. I'd pay for it. Yeah. So there's... Ten I, different I, designs? Is that what it is? Two, Yes, four, ten different designs. Huh. There's 12 stamps on the front and eight on the back, but there's the repeats are at the ends. Oh, okay. Yeah, some of these look like real ice cream, and other ones are just artist renditions. Where did you find the stamps comic, by the way? Where'd you find it? I Actually, I found it on eBay. It, just for fun? And, yeah. And what did you pay for it? I... $16? What? Oh, well, it was so the only right. one. I, I don't I'm know. So I don't know. I'm so getting this graded. I'm so getting this graded. We're going to put like 100 bucks into this $2 comic. <laughs> 25 cent comic, sorry. It is old, though. Yeah. 1957. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it's uh, the April edition. It's the, the fourth uh, edition. Fourth. Yes. So yes. Uh, I'm dying to hear how long this series ran. <laughs> and it was marked down from 15 cents, now 10 cents. Oh my God! You're right, right on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so cool. So what other that weird... proves in 1953, stamp collecting was dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, who greenlit this? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> who uh, does it have? Well, oh, never mind. Do I'm going to open it. I'll put some gloves on. I'll open it and uh, I'll take some pictures and send them to you, so uh, you could put them on the podcast. Yeah. So you, what see, I think the the gloves aren't for the comic, right? Those are to protect your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm really curious whether it's DC or Marvel. 
Well, uh, <laughs> 53, neither. 57. 57? Who knows? Oh, this yeah. is some crazy little company that came and went. I thought he said 53 earlier. Let's see. Oh, the ads on the back are awesome. Uh, well, I have a building. It was in Boston, Massachusetts. I could track it down. I'll figure out who it is. It should be on the inside cover. So You here? mean you're going to read it? Yeah, yeah. I, I need to. <laughs> Scott, how many... Can't I- hurt the condition, that's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. How many ice cream she- sheets did you buy? Two. Two. I bought one. You bought one? Mm-hmm. I bought three. They were 10 bucks. Yeah. Well, it's good for 20 envelopes. And they're forever stamps. You can keep them as an investment. First of all, when did it get to 50 cents? Is that? Oh, I'm sorry. It's 49. You're right. Is that posted? No, it's 50. No, 50. It is 50? Yeah. Oh, it's 50. If it were 49, we wouldn't have paid 10 bucks for them unless yeah, they're charging right. markup to cover the cost of the popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> Are the forever stamps more expensive than the standard postage? Nope. No. No. They, they satisfy the first class rate. 50 Forever. Cents. Forever. Forever. <clears throat> Didn't it take an act of Congress to raise it from one cent to two cent back in the day? Now they raise it every quarter. Yeah, but it, they, they're still approved by Congress. Actually, I they think are? it's once mm-hmm. a year. Usually once a year. So stamps are going up uh, once a year. It's almost the same rate of the price of entry to Disneyland. Ooh. <laughs> Man. I think they're up to twice a year now, though. So what other weird stamps do we have? Actually, Scott, you... you I'm kind of digging the Maldives Loch Ness Monster stamp on yeah, here. Yeah, that is cool. Well, there are weird stamp subjects, and then there are weird stamps, like stamps that were made out of embroidery or well, fish that's skin. What, that's what... Now, when do we say weird? Scott, are we saying oh, paranormal? That was before Mark's time when when Scott got the cod skin stamp. Yep. Yep. I have, oh, you guys talked about that one time I was uh, here. Really gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it, it, it was on multiple levels. I, I have a, a stamp sheet with Swarovski crystals in it, oh, em, I, yeah. embedded in it. I got one of those, too. I see that you brought up on uh, online some of the stamp comics. $37 for this comic. Or is it yeah, the same 30, issue? 38 bucks, yeah. Nice. And, the, and then this one is 2 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the Kindle edition. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't have to open it and read it. Right, not very collectible. Oh, my God. Yeah, put it on a disc and send it in to get it graded. Okay, I have a question because we're looking at these pictures of the stamps that are weird. Stamps. Are weird, and this has to qualify as weird. It looks like a picture of the Hindenburg disaster that says "Mysteries of the Universe." <laughs> I don't think that's much of a yeah. mystery. Well, it was un- it's unsolved, isn't it? They only speculate. They have evidence, but they don't know exactly what brought it down. Fire. Fire brought yeah. it down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what started the fire, potentially, I guess. Fire. Well, I love the one underneath it. Uh, th- what did they call those uh, drawings? The Nazca the, lines. The Nazca lines. Yeah. Oh, some guy drove over those the and, other day. And you can you know that, right? Oh, really? Drove over them. A damn truck went off. Million signs drove over the gosh damn Nazca lines. Damaged a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, eh. They've only been there, you know, since the dawn of time. Well, well no, I don't know how you were, long. You actually. were you were talking about, you know, you can only see them from space. Uh, well, yeah. an airplane, right? And an airplane and stuff. You know where else you can see it from? Um, there's a the bed of that guy's truck. There, <laughs> <laughs> there's a hill over on the side that you can see them really, really, really clear. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that's know, how they got them done. Maybe, well, but I, I maybe think, it's. I think uh, you can. I think you can see that they're there, but I don't necessarily know that you can see enough of them to make out the whole picture. They're rather interesting. It's just stones that are moved into place. It's not like somebody did a lot of 
uh, digging or whatnot. It's literally just stones moved into place if you've never seen them. I drive up the 15 freeway. Oh, from no, it's in Southern Peru. California. It's, uh, yeah, it's not on the 15. But they have rocks <laughs> arranged for this quarry. Right. Uh, geocaching people do that a lot too. Set up uh, stacks of little rocks here and there. Yeah. yeah. That's I, a, that's I do a, it to mess with people just sometimes. Do it in the middle of nowhere. So somebody comes across it like, what's going do on? Do you know what the stack of rocks is actually called? No. I knew there was a name for it's it. It's called a cairn. Yeah, is that it? C A I R N. And what's it signify? Um, it's a, it's rocks. A, no, it's. Um, <laughs> Originally, it was used as like a marker yeah, so or a direction that, finder. Something like that, right? So I know I know more about that than I should because my mother's maiden name is Karen's. Ah, there you have it. Well, the one above it, the mystery. So I'm named after a pile of rocks. <laughs> yeah. Is that why they named the dog? Is because the dog is dumb as rocks? Maybe. <sighs> Karen Terrier. Well, the one above it, <laughs> mysteries of the universe. They have the Chernobyl disaster. And I don't think that's a mystery there either. It blowed up. I think the fuel rod got stuck. Yes. How come the mysteries of the you tell you quite a bit about that? Yeah, I I've seen a could. few documentaries, but right, I don't quite remember. And yeah, why do the I, Soviets I could, I could, uh, paint their helicopters like frogs? <laughs> why is <laughs> good question? Why is mystery the universe? Mysteries of the universe stamp shown here all about things exploding. <laughs> that's the mystery. Yeah, well, but the Loch Ness monster isn't exploding. That's not. Oh, it is a mysteries of the universe stamp. Wow, it's the biggest letters on there, and I totally missed that. <laughs> I retract my previous statement. Captain Obvious. Hey, why didn't Chernobyl go uh, China syndrome? By the way, if you know a lot about it, I always wondered about that. Where the fuel rods come together, uh, superheat makes such a hot, massive, molten nightmare that it can actually melt through the crust of the earth. Why didn't it go China syndrome? Because they probably had I'll crappy uranium. I'll later. Okay. <laughs> Always wondered about that. It's classified. He can't tell you in open air. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other one uh, is the faces on Mars, if you remember that story. And this was a stamp put out by Sierra Leone. And uh, it was incredibly valuable because really? people are saying, oh, my God, this shows the face of Mars, the face on Mars. Proof these, that life exists. And these things were selling for like $150, $175 each. They still have a catalog value of like 20 25 bucks because oh, they have, cool. uh, have a great story to them. But they have a great story because people were overpaying for them because it's a stamp. It's not the actual face on Mars. I mean, <laughs> well, it's a picture. There's a whole the bunch of conspiracies about the face on Mars. Uh, they NASA saying it's because of the optics and uh, shadow that you got that when they re-photographed it, you know, back in the day. Uh, it doesn't show a face, so everyone's yeah. like, "Damn them! They they erased this, and it's oh, quite no. funny." Uh, they, coast bombed, coast. they bombed the face or something. Yeah, something occurred. It, it, I remember there was a fellow in. Um, so they I, should put the new stamp with the new photo. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have a face. Yeah. The non-face on Mars. There was a French fellow, and he was this astrophysicist or whatever, and he was talking about the face on Mars and Mars and everything. And he was wearing this long trench coat, and he had his seminar at the United Nation building. And he said, everything I say is true, otherwise they wouldn't let me into the United Nations building. And in reality, of course, the reason they let him in is because his check cleared. <laughs> <laughs> but he was talking about the face on Mars, and he was bringing up all this stuff. And the big thing he was talking about is everything is 19 degrees. 
and at 19 I mean all these things line up 19 degrees and uh, we had a friend and this He's is probably what, talking about Sedonia on Mars it, well 19 degrees of something and well I think Kevin Bacon would disagree <laughs> <laughs> It's only Kevin Bacon's face on Mars. It was when uh, I, I, me and Mark, Marcus, if you remember Marcus and uh, oh, uh, John, we, we were sitting around, and I go, John, everything is nineteen degrees from something. I mean, if you draw a line and then do nineteen degrees, eventually that line will hit something. I mean, you know, your bathroom is nineteen degrees away from your kitchen. Faces <laughs> on Mars, you know. <laughs> I like it. But this is uh, a stamp, and if people, if you Google it, it's just an amazing story of how this stamp just went super crazy because it had face on Mars. That is interesting that it's still worth anything. Usually when something's overcollected, it becomes worthless. Yeah. Yeah. Fake. Well, I'm a flat earther because I can see the Las Vegas Strip from my house. (laughs) And if the earth was round, that would be on the other side of the world. That would make the earth concave. (laughs) I I just going to say that. I just watched a uh, YouTube documentary. They're good, by the way. Uh, Any one of them on YouTube. Uh, It was the concave earth. I was convinced by the end. We live in a concave Concave earth earth instead of a... (laughs) (laughs) And Bigfoot's our overlord. That's the whole... So every time it it rains, it's Niagara Falls? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, yeah. They didn't put out a Mysteries of the Universe for Bigfoot. That would have been better than the Chernobyl disaster. Then they have quite a few for Amelia Earhart. She was in the news recently. Yeah, didn't they think they found some uh, gen- uh, genetic remnants and some bones that they're testing? Yeah, they're testing them. That's and interesting. Uh, yeah, they found uh, part of an airplane and uh, some bones from somebody who was obviously a female. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. They finally put that one to bed. Yeah. So she had some problems there. How come you stuck a picture? We're getting our own dragon stamps, and you stuck a picture of Great Britain's dragon stamps. We're which, getting dragon stamps, which yeah. are actually probably cooler than ours. But yeah, well, the Great is a pretty cool dragon. Yeah, the Great Britain has fire-breathing dragons, and we have you know Pete's dragon. Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pete breathes fire. He roasts marshmallows all the time. Oh. Whether, whether we're gonna get Puff the Magic Dragon the way this marijuana laws are <laughs> <Yeah>. going, <laughs> Puff on stamps. <laughs> oh, okay. I just saw another dragon, but I can't remember his name. Uh, children's story. Um, it was from Never Ending Story. It had a, like kind of a puppy oh. dog face. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was his name? Oh. It was a luck dragon. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, Falcor. Falcor. That's, That's it. it. That's it. That was good. The first one was good. The second one sucked. The third one sucked even more. Yeah, but the first one traumatized an entire generation with that stinking horse died of sadness. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. That traumatized the crap out of me. What was the horse's name? Ar- Artex? Yeah. Artex or something? I'm still I a little so, upset yeah. about that. I can't yeah. watch that anymore. Or not, depending on condition. You're making fun of uh, the stamp. <laughs> well, that's true with the way you guys handle things. I mean, stamp collectors, stop touching your stamps. Damn it. <laughs> Just fingering them up and bending them. And, oh, it's so terrible. And licking them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and scratching them. Yeah. <laughs> sniffing them. <laughs> I like, I'm in a clean room. What it looks like, like, I pull the sheets back, turn on the reverse air, like getting ready to do comics. Breathing apparatus. No, I'm kidding. That's not that crazy, but it is. 
when you get an expensive coffee, they're worth a couple hundred grand. <laughs> you don't even want to sweat near it. So you turn down the AC in the room. I mean, damn. Well, we do that with stamps. I mean, we get some really, really expensive stamps, and we make sure that you know we're not we don't drop our coffee on them or whatever. Yeah, I have an outfit. I have an outfit yeah. for dealing with high end stamp uh, comics. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I have a friend who just got a box lot, and he found a fifty-five thousand dollars stamp in the bottom. Uh, oh wow! And now, how do you determine that? Going through this mess, I mean, what made it valuable? Was it just a rarity? Was it the yeah, just yeah, just a rarity, it was a double, Solid. double impression? Oh, that one. So yes, it's a flaw. Yes, yes. So it's a flaw. That's easy to find. Yeah, uh, I mean, Ooh. easy to identify once you see it, even if you don't know stamps. You're like, what's wrong with this sucker? I've got one. The cat's twelve five in my office. What's twelve dollars and five cents. No, twelve thousand five hundred. Nice, oh. nice. <laughs> Let's see. The most expensive comic I've ever handled was probably under two hundred grand. I've never had too much more than that. Like well, I haven't touched. Handled. I mean, yeah. we've handled quarter million dollar stamps many, many, many times. Yeah, but you, the way you guys handle them, I mean, Jesus. Well, we don't handle them. As a matter of fact, you know that's why they invented stamp tongs. <laughs> <laughs> tongs, I know it's crazy. Which is actually a fancy word for tweezers. Tweezers, yeah. <laughs> stamp tweezers. Stamp tweezers that are very sharp. Yeah. <laughs> so what else are we talking about today? Yeah, do you have a script? Other than those odd... By the way, those stamps that you showed that were weird, you said, were those all um, like paranormal? Because it didn't seem to fit that mold. The Hindenburg didn't seem too paranormal to me. No, uh, like I said, the mysteries of the universe, not all of them are really mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're interesting. Yeah, like the Hindenburg blowing up, not really a mystery. But, you know, you have Amelia Earhart, you have the uh, faces on Mars, you have... Uh, UFOs. Stamps made out of well, uh, fish skin. Do well, stamp collectors ever kind of photograph their stamps or scan them and put up collections and talk about them like uh, like an exhibit, online exhibits of their collections? They Is do, place but that? it's not common, and I wish it was more. There's it should a be. Yeah. There's a lot of places that um, when you exhibit... They will photograph it and then put it online so people can pull it up for posterity. Yeah. The problem is, and I'm sorry to say this, but the problem is, is that exhibits are really, really friggin' boring. Yeah. A lot of times. Well, if you follow the exhibiting guidelines, they are. Yeah. And so... Oh, we mentioned that one they, in one of the podcasts, right? They don't get read a lot. You know, sometimes there will be an, uh, uh, an exhibit that has some sort of... Uh, thing that you need to know to like identify stamps or help you to uh, classify uh, oh, those an are issue probably or popular. something. Yeah. Those are popular. But otherwise, it's like, yeah, this stamp here is really unusual because this corner over here is uh, slightly printed differently than this corner over here. And well, uh, I, saw, I saw an interesting exhibit at Napex when I was there a couple weeks ago, and it was titled The Stamps and the Stamps They're On. Oh, stamps so, on stamps. So yeah, it was basically a stamps on stamps exhibit, and it showed the original stamp, and then it would show the stamp that the stamp was on. And so there were there were a number of them that had, you know, Great Britain penny blacks and things like that. But th it was amazing the wide range of other stamps that were available. Yeah. But the biggest interesting thing that I found with that exhibit was on right on the first page, a block of four, unused of the penny black. Well, and I thought that was really cool because you don't see blocks of four. Occasionally, you see pairs, but and usually it, most of it's used. But over here in the states, you rarely see multiples. Well, that's like uh, for my exhibit, just for eye candy, and you get 
a bunch of points for having rare stuff. So you can you can tell an exhibit where you have lots and lots of common items, but you have to figure out a way to put rare stuff in it. And the problem is a lot of times if you're addressing a subject that has a lot of material, yeah. let's face it, the material is just plain common and you have to tell a story with it. And finding items that are rare and expensive is just, in some cases, not going to happen. Yeah, so you end up inventing things to put into it. Like me, I have a first day cover, and it's a mole ready. It's not a Great Britain number one, but I have a mole ready first day cover. Mole ready? Uh, mole ready is a, a guy who uh, he printed envelopes, or he designed the envelope. It When stamps first came out... It was actually we, a folded letter sheet. Yeah. And we the were, outside had we were a talking at lunch. We were oh, talking yeah. at lunch about this. And it paid yeah. the postage. So you could prepay uh, the postage. Right, okay. You could put a stamp on an envelope, or you could literally buy this envelope. That had prepaid postage. It had yes. the stamp printed right on it. Ah, neat. And so then you just wrote your name on the piece of paper, you folded it up, you... The artist was named Mulready? Mulready, yes. Mulready. And it was a very ornate cover. Anyway, so I have a first day cover of that, which is a first day cover of everything. Ah. And um, it, I, I forced it to fit into the exhibit only so that I could get those extra points for having rare stuff. See, that seems strange. So the exhibit is all about getting points? Yeah. Yeah. You have to follow the manual, and they give so many points for this and so many points for that, and then they add up your points, and that's your score. See, I'm, uh, the exhibit at Comic-Con is all about having sexy booth girls. Yes. And so that people come over and buy things or sign up for your service. So yes. we definitely this is a, definitely a different different vibe. So points. Now, what accumulating these points, uh, is there a, like a circuit where, you know, <laughs> I my exhibits got to this points and you basically get a trophy at the end? What's the point? Well, you have the ex- exhibition. And you, they're usually like three days, more or less, but usually three days. And then the winner, the, the one who wins the grand award for that, show actually competes with all the other grand award winners throughout the year at, oh, cool. the, at the summer show in August. Okay, Except okay. that you can have more than one grand winner at a show or but, you can have none. Oh, that's, that, cool. that's true. Winning a grand gold puts you into the gra- basically... But how- you think the rules are a little bit skewed to not make it as something that people would want to read or see online. It's more of just hitting the points. Okay, I get it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's why a lot of times less means more. And telling the story is a lot of times less important to the exhibitor than just getting the points. Well, that's... Uh, By having stuff on the page. Yeah, okay. I can see how that fosters kind of a boring... Yeah. So, you know, it, at those levels, it just gets totally out of the realm of being interesting and totally being into the realm of being really expensive. Uh, yeah. More like, and it hey, makes it my so bank account's bigger than your bank account. Yeah, exactly. And it makes it so the average average collector probably really can't compete. Do they also do well, this to kind of add value to the compete. collection so they can sell it at auction or something? Is sometimes, that one of the yeah, reasons for this as well? Okay. Sometimes. I, I'm trying to find logic here other than just my points are better than your points. No. That's yeah, the number but, one. But that's the number one. Okay. And I, I do know of a guy who uh, he took a an area that was not really well recognized in postal history, and he just started buying material. And over the course of like a year or two years... He bought up a ton of material, put out an exhibit, and it got top awards. And the price of the material between the time he bought it and after he had exhibited and publicized publicized everything, 
he sold as it he sold the material from his exhibit for between fifteen and twenty times what he paid for it. Nice. Yeah. And that was just over the course of a couple of years. See, I always love exhibits or presentations like at museums and that. But he did the research and proved the rarity and the unusualness, and then making these things more desirable and so people would collect them. That's exactly what you want, right? Like you could take this stamped comic book you gave me and you could make a documentary that would be interesting. Yeah. You would say, why did this come about? What was happening at the time? How was this received? What else was occurring? And there's probably an interesting weird story in this and why it succeeded or failed. But you're right. Or I I could do one and I can say... This is the paper stock it was printed on, and there are different varieties of the staple that they put and into the edges. And that would make you want to and kill this, yourself. And this <laughs> is the, yeah, this and that one might be what you're saying. Well, the, because it's more in line with the, the points. The more factual one being more boring is yeah. the one that would garner you the most points. Three years yeah. ago at a top stamp show, and I won't mention the name because I like them, but they really screwed the pooch on it. There was a person who had a multi-frame exhibit on, uh, they were uh, sales receipts for slaves who got married. Multi-frame, explain. What's Uh, the difference between a single frame and a multi-frame? Oh, uh, one frame has 16 pages in it. So multi-frame would have 16 pages in multiple frames. So, you know, it had like 50 pages of Are this they always stuff. stuck to 16? Is that a set number? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a set what size, fits. and it's it basically okay. four pages by four yeah. pages. Completely ignorant. Thank you. Continue. So, so uh, he, he had all these sales documents for slaves who got married, and that's what he was collecting. Oh, and they all had these state revenues and paids and stuff like that. And it ended, it was a fascinating story, and it ended up getting a bronze which is a really, really, really low level. I mean, you think bronze is third place? Well, picture thir- third place out of three people. You know, that's yeah, yeah, that's right. what you failed out. basically. Yeah, okay. it's slightly better than a participation award. And why was that? Well, afterwards they said, "Why? You know, this is a fantastic exhibit." You know, and and he goes, "You know, all this stuff is really, really rare." And the judges said, "Well, why didn't you tell us that this stuff was really rare? You would have gotten a better award." And in my mind, it was same as the exhibitor. The judges should have known. No, who cares how rare it is? Well, that's true. I mean, first of all, they should have known that it was rare because, you know. You've got to pay for them to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the second thing is, who cares? You know they're not common. You know you're not like walking down the street and go, oh, here's another one. You know, these are not common. And the fact that they were rare what does that have to do with the story? And it, it's just, it, it boggles my mind. And that's sort of why I don't care what the judges say. You know, I got a Vermeer. I'm really, really happy with a Vermeer. I know I'll never do better because I want to tell a story. What's a Vermeer? A Vermeer is uh, halfway between a gold and a silver. Okay. So my next level up, if, if I spent a bunch more money, I would get a gold. And, and I'd have to remove half the story that I have in my And exhibit. all you would do is uh, streamline it, design it, and add some more rare things, and you'd get your gold? Yeah, but I yeah. want to tell the story. I, I yeah, like... That, that, is not, that does not foster creativity, yeah. storytelling, uh, I have engagement. A whole, I have a whole thing about Lysander Spooner. And he's the one that the United States Post Office like really went to war with in 1844 because the the post office was charging 12 and a half cents to send a letter. And he goes, you know, I can do this for five. And then like he goes, you know, five, I'm making a lot of money. Let's lower it to four. This was a private company doing postage or uh, doing mail competing directly with the post office. Awesome. 
And so he was. I see a movie. He would. Yeah. Um, Lysander Spooner, fantastic libertarian, story. as in uh, 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 not liberal, but libertarian, as libertarian. against the government, right? Uh, self serve. Yeah. Okay. He, he right. thought limited he, government. Yes. He yeah. he said that they. A lot of people uh, get that wrong. They think liberal. Yeah. No. 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 Right. Very he, he was a big uh, abolitionist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you I know. He, yeah. I get it. He was against the government telling people what to do, and he went to. He went into business against the government. Nice. I like him already. beat the crap out of the government. And the government literally, in the end, said, we cannot compete with you. So we're just going to shut you down by filing lawsuits against you. So they couldn't compete. So they just said, hey, we're the government. You're out of business. And go, whoa, hold on. And go, well, I have three judges. And uh, they just said, you're out of business. He goes, whoa, hold on. He goes, well, those judges, they have like policemen behind them. So if you do it again, we're going to arrest you. He goes, oh, okay, I'm out of business. Damn. And what, what era was this? When did this occur? 1844 is when he started. Oh, damn. Government. So I, but I have this whole thing, and they're talking about that. If that's, I were, that's fantastic. If, I would sit there and watch. The, I read that. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. But if I was to try to get a gold, I would have to remove all that. Like, I want to know what happened to him afterwards. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I have it all. As oh, a matter of fact, great. I have him as a little running sort of meme throughout. He, he shows up on other pages where he's not supposed to be. Yeah, and he goes, yeah. oh, yeah, I remember that stamp. <laughs> oh, I did that. <laughs> so that's I, neat. But again, you know, you can't do that. That's not allowed. And I'm go okay, fine. I'll give up a I'll give up a gold. That's too I'll bad. never get a gold. I want it the way I want it. Hmm. Just me, my opinion. There are a lot of people who very much follow the exhibiting and they enjoy it. And I'm not trying to pull anything away from them. Collect any way you want. It sounds like you want to put more of a museum piece up rather than just an exhibit. Like a museum piece can go well into the history and really pull, suck you in. It's yeah. a good museum. Yeah. Whereas a, a basic exhibit bores you. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're very much into that subject matter and can read between the lines or already know the history, and now you just want to see the artifacts. Or artifacts or... Uh, relics? relics? I call them relics, yeah. yeah. Relics. Hey, how often do they release a new stamp booklet like this? Is this once in once a Once or twice year? a week. Oh, no, 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 no. So no, this no, sucks. No. I can come by next week and we do it no, again? No, 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 no. Well, the, the the trick is getting them to do it in your neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, really? So it's not at every post office? No. No. But oh. they release, uh, let's say, two stamps per month, oh. maybe three. Oh, you're now, kidding. Now this, like, well, three or four. Four would be one a week. Yeah. All right, so now I'm confused. Why... Why bother when they couldn't simply make this a more collectible thing by modifying how they print it, you know, put the spaces between? And so if they're issuing this many new stamps and yet they're not catering to the collecting community, why bother issuing so many new stamps? Well, that's one of the things I think recently um, John Hotchner hit up in one of his articles about the Postal Service and not issuing stamps that are perforated anymore they need to get a guy on whomever does this a philatelic guy who understands this well they have philatelic guys on there and they don't they ignore him now this booklet they could the have simply put those little margins between the them. others ignore him and, and they'll vote him and then perforate the yeah it would have been perfect you could have then collected that easily i mean if you look i mean canada's coming out with perforated stamps great britain's doing perforated stamps and you know, everything that the USPS does now is all 
self-adhesive. There's there's you no still do more self, perforated stamps. You could stamps still do self-adhesive, but what they could do is put borders around the you know the tariff borders so you right. can fold this in a book. Yeah. Put those little peel off borders between all the stamps. Yeah. Put the little yeah. things where you peel yeah. off one half and, and, the and, and then, and then perforate beneath them, and you could tear it off, and you could you could still trade and do these like. It, well, it sounded me what he had to do to try to get the collectibles out of these. I things. saw a press release. Now the duck stamps are even going self-adhesive. There's going to be no more perforated. Yeah, no more water activated. Yep. Water activated? Yeah. Lick yeah, and stick. Lick and stick. Yeah, lick oh, and stick. oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't know what that was. Spit activated. Right. Hey, I have a, a, a thing you might want to do, a project. Um, so you have these Spooner stamps, this this collection. Spooner, right? That was his mm-hmm. lesson. Lysander Spooner. Uh, Adobe Premiere. Take your content, scan it in, make a small micro documentary of your exhibit, put it on YouTube. See if it garnishes or garners a lot of attention. Do it right. You don't have to do voiceover. You can use a simple voiceover. Tom can read it. You can make a micro presentation of it, put it up. And that's a cool thing for Stamp Show here today. You yeah. could make small presentations like that of different, your users will start sending in docu- you know, information. I'd watch a five-minute documentary on something like that. Oh, it wouldn't like even that. have to be five minutes, yeah. You know what I mean? Just showing some of the... And it's all based on stamp... Uh, not artifacts. What do, what do you call Relics. It? Relics. Relics. Stamp relics, and you can build these micro-documentaries on stamp relics and tell these small stories. Hell, you could do hundreds of them. Your users could contribute so much information. Yeah. I was going to start that stamp wiki. I put up the software, but I've been so swamped with yeah. these damn projects. <laughs> these damn MJ projects that uh, I haven't gotten back to it yet. So, yeah, I really want to get involved, but... That interests me. History interests me. How about that, Tom? Would you read it? Absolutely. With that wonderful voice? Hey. hey. Oh, and also, <laughs> I'm going to collect all these damn uh, Thrilling Adventures stamp comics. and uh, Thrilling Adventures in stamp comics. Hopefully they didn't make too many. And uh, I think there's ten. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Thank God. And then... Uh, <laughs> An attainable goal. And I'll see how much it costs to actually create this silly Ooh. thing. <laughs> and we'll have a whole set on the wall. A whole set on the well, wall. That'd be awesome. Well, number... One of the later ones, I don't know if it's the last one or not, is the Zep stamp. They talk about the Zeps. On this uh, comic? Yeah, yeah, and it shows the Zep crashing. Because I saw this one, and then I saw the Zep one, and then I saw the Iwo Jima one. Oh, nice. I bet on all three. I got the that one for you. I got the Iwo Jima one for me. Good, so we can still... Because yeah. you know, I want to make a micro-documentary about this now, how the guys got divorced because it was such a failing <laughs> endeavor and how his sons were ostracized at school. You know, I really want to get into this. Yeah, so we'll, we'll do the history on this. But the we'll funny, make it up. We, we, I got that one for 16 bucks. The Zepp one, the Zeppelin one, sold for $110. Well, as long as there's only 10 of them. It, Same this, condition. For under a grand, I can probably get all of them, is what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. And graded, hopefully. Yeah. And then we'll do a micro-documentary, and it'll get so many views oh, that yeah. YouTube will pay us for it. There you go. <laughs> and you'll make all your money back. <laughs> well, we get, That's the plan. We get $1 for every 14000 I think it is. What's it now if you monetize it? Well, if I make this one a, a fake documentary, make it fantastical. Oh, okay. I think this one would really, you know, get millions of views. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll and go viral. This well, because this well, you could hit your the actual comic book crowd, too, not well, just stamp collecting. I, I, I'm going to have some crazy theories that like this comic set contributed to the death of Kennedy. And right. this is why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can help you with those. <laughs> so this got this this really changed American history, these ten comics. I, I'm, I'm gonna g- interview George Norrie. <laughs> exactly. I'm great at generating fake news. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, I'll see if I can find any history on this. Oh, it'd be painful. I'm sure oh. you can't. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Are we done? 
that was a fun show. Very uh, I believe out, we are out in the winds there. Like no that, real that, w- that went everywhere. Yeah. That, that, well, we were talking about strange things, so yeah. <laughs> it's a broad topic to discuss. <laughs> well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silk cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! Yeah! <laughs> it's hard to send up. It's hard to send up. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Worst episode ever. Oh, not even close.